the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Peter Rosethorn. Yes, it is Get This for another week. And hey, we've got Simple Minds, Hooberstank and the Veronicas. It's all coming up on the program where you heard Naomi Robson say... I do my own hair and makeup. Where you heard Rex Hunt say... That's what a fool does. And where you heard Brian Boyd say... John Howard is as welcome in Melbourne today as a yellow-bellied black snake in a barbecue. Let's get started. He's clearly just lost the lyric sheet there. <laughs> just filling that simple minds. Don't you forget about me. Welcome to Get This for Another Week. Myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland. How are you, Tony? Pushing buttons. Looking forward to it. It's our first week with our new sponsor, the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. Great to have them on board. It's a van, but it's a Merc. But it's not way more expensive than a normal van. That's great. Have you got some classy music for them? Sure thing. Right. So this is us getting around in the Mercedes-Benz Vito to the tune of Man About the House. So I guess we've got our underpants hanging up on a clothesline next to each other, Richard. Uh-huh. I don't think this is saying classy Mercedes to me. What else have you got? <laughs> now I'm delivering stuff in style in the Merc. There's never been a better time to buy a van. And now let's bring him in. Here he is. It's Peter Rosethorn. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sitting here dressed like one of the last Mohicans. <laughs> it's you. Give him a round. Oh, thank you. Welcome aboard, Pete. Oh, pleased to be back. This is my third time. It couldn't be any more chipper. Bit disappointed that my first opening break was covered by a Simple Minds song. I know. It's running out of lyrics, sadly. It stops people from tuning over, apparently. It does. It does. That's what I'm told. As you know, um, well, you may not know, Ed Cavalier's... Uh... No, he hasn't been boned. Don't panic. <laughs> All I can see is where... Well, crumbs where he used to sit. <laughs> a chair with some crumbs on it. <laughs> He's in Germany. Drink containers, is he? He's arrived there just in time for Australia's World Cup defeat. Had to provide <laughs> coverage of the rev- just the rest of it. Whatever happens now. <laughs> Timing, Ned. <laughs> Timing, Eddie. He was canoeing. He was kayaking in Prague when he was meant to be reporting on the World Cup. By the time who's he kay- got who kayaks in Prague. I don't know. Oh, there's some solid kayaking but, tracks over there. It's the flooding. I think it's created <laughs> it's a kayaking flood paradise. Sure, and some good foodstuffs lying around. Some old can gear. <laughs> You'll try anything. You will. What have you been up to? My wife said she saw you playing football. Is that right? Yes, I was in the televisions with Russ Gilbert rang me up. Gilbo. Yeah. We all know Russell Gilbert. Now, I'm in Russell Gilbert's top 20 friends. I don't know if you know that. I was in his top five once, but I've drifted out over the sands of time. But that's all right. I'm never happy. How are you notified that you've changed? He tells you. Right. So you were in the top five. I was in the top five for quite some time. I was in the top five from, say, 85 through to, say, 91. All right, then what happened? Then I drifted out of the top five. I'll just do like a contact. You right. just lose numbers because of your lack of contact. And I was, I've, I'm out to bet, 19-19. I jumped up because of the Teddy Whitten cut. I reckon I'm up to 12s, 12s, 13s. But I'll probably, probably drop back down again. But anyway, loved it. He rang me and he said, Pete, do you want to be a runner at the, the Teddy Whitten Cup? And I said, Gilbo, you ask me to do anything, you know I'll do it, son. My hand, my heart. I'm there. 
And so I was there. What is the Ted Witten Cup? Obviously, well, Ted Witten Cup is a, is a game of old AFL legends yes. all get together. A team from Victoria, a team of all stars from all the other states. That makes sense. But you're not an old AFL legend. No, no. And they have comedy runners, and, right? Okay. You know, celebrity, semi-celebrity runners, or and we get, to, but we get to play for a bit of it. I thought we had to get to play for a few minutes. We got to play nearly the whole game, as it wow. turned out. And Russ takes it very seriously. <laughs> I was saying to Russ, Russ, hold my hand. Hold my hand. It'll be funny. Hold my hand like we're girls. Come on, hold my hand. He's coming. Let go of my hand. How did that the go? The ball's coming. Let go of my hand. I said, well, we're not really playing. Hold my hand. Like, you look, look like a girl standing in the forward line. Holding hands would be funny. Let go of my hand. The ball's coming. Let go of me. Here it comes. Here it comes. He, he tries to mark it. He thumps it. He falls over. He tumbles on the ball. I pick it up. I clear it. I kick it away. I boxed my only kick on national television. And I got three kicks. My first kick. I was running to an open goal. Nothing more exciting tone. If, yeah. you're, a, if you're a sport yes. line, which I know you're not, but there's no. nothing more exciting. I'm picturing it, though. I'm seeing it. Oh, and the, the, the hairs go up, and the crowd go, the loser's going to kick a goal! And? and I've got the ball, and it's come off my knee and onto my shin and out of bounds on the full. Oh. Well done. And I have been on... I've done many embarrassing things on television, Tony, as you know. <laughs> yeah, currently sure. doing one at the ABC. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. But... I've done ET. I've taken my shirt off on television. Oh. You know, and people have gone, "Hey, ET!" Up for years. But you haven't now, pulled an ET now to save this moment. <laughs> no, I could do it. I could try it. But the kicking that ball off my shin has been the most popular thing I have done on television <laughs> really? because it gives right? Australians a, an open gate to bag you openly in the street. Wow. No, no amount of drama or comedy can give them an open door to go, "Hey, you, <laughs> good kick." <laughs> Your shin, <laughs> and it's from the trams, it's from the buses. Ted Whitten Cup. What would Ted Whitten think? <laughs> oh, you I, I remember Ted Whitten. He was Mister Football. He was Mister Football. He was, and he had a hand. I got my hand shaken three times <laughs> by Ted Whitten over the years. Just crushed. <laughs> Scratched it. So that just wasn't something he reserved for skinny people. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's no. everybody. Oh, general crushing. Because yeah. it would last like a year and a half. <laughs> I couldn't actually write. <laughs> Throbbing. You couldn't do anything for a year and a half after meeting Mister. Football, <laughs> and we—I had no idea how he detained his Mister Football status, but we just got him to come in on the Late Show and smash things. Well, that's why he was very good at that. Because he, he, what was his ad for Motorola phones? Because they mean business, <laughs> and he'd just smash a Motorola into powder. <laughs> That's up hard, man. <laughs> so you've been playing in memory of Mr. Football. We certainly had all the tributes, all the sort of donations go to cancer, like some sort of cancer fund. Right. Was this the team that was coached by the Beaconsfield Miners? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, Todd. Right. Toddy Russell was there. He was the coach, assistant coach to Wayne Carey. And I had seen the man on television nonstop for a month and I called him the wrong name. G'day, Russ. <laughs> oh, oh, hang no. on, I think that's wrong. Brand? His name's Todd. Todd, sorry. <laughs> Brandy. Oh, Jesus, one of them. Now, well quickly, done for being alive. <laughs> quickly forgotten now that we're rescued. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, look, Peter, thanks for coming in. Is that it? I know. No, there's more. Oh. There's abs- you've got to, well, firstly, we've got to talk about your show. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm told it. you've got a new show. Yeah, I have, yeah. And we've got to talk about Big Brother. Oh, of course. Something, something happened. Mm. So let's... Uh, let's something get- happened. <laughs> <laughs> For once, something happened. Let's get started. Let's turkey slap this show into gear. <laughs> oh, that'd be Hooper Stink if I were you here at Get This. Saved. Uh, Triple M, it's Peter Rosesword's co-hosting. He's made something saved. Full of himself on some kind of football broadcast. Right, it wasn't a bad kick because you do get uh, remember. You know, you do. You do get remembered for one bit of footy. Marty Monster. I mean, they showed that again. Did you they? know, when the kangaroo goes Marty Monster. <laughs> but <laughs> there's nothing funnier. <laughs> Quite frankly. Is it the single funniest bit of footage ever seen on Australian TV? That and seeing Money Monster's suit stuffed under the stairs at Channel 10 when you walk past it every day. <laughs> There's Money Monster, Russ. What the crap? I one day, Monster. 
Oh, but it hasn't happened to you, Peter. What have you got going on the ABC? Well, interesting. Um, I've got a show that happens to be the woodiest and daggiest show on national television <laughs> at the woodiest. moment. Woodiest. Oh, yeah, woodiest. <laughs> it is hosted by number one Thunderbird, me. You. You can see the strings. <laughs> okay, I'm so incredibly frightened every time I'm hosting this thing that there's visible strings where I'm going... <laughs> I actually say words, but my lips look like a thunderbird, <laughs> and I'm squinting because I'm trying to read the audio cue. But there must be others there to help you, surely. No, no, it's not help. just you on your own. No, it's four people squinting at audio cues for half an hour. And it's called Can We Help? Yeah, we're not helping anyone. And what, what do you do? So, I don't know. No, people write in. They write in problems. I'll give you an example. Right. I found this old case at a garage sold 15 years ago. It's an old leather trunk. It's got a name emblazoned on the top of it. And I thought to myself, I was often I was looking at the case, I always wondered who that person was. So I asked the Can We Help team, can we find the original owner of this leather trunk? And how do you go about doing that? The researchers find the original owner. They and get on the computers, they just do some research, they go to, to old archives, they go to records, uh, and they find people. And they what happens people. with the case? Tell us what happens with the case. We take the case back to the person and say, here, do you want it back? And they go, oh, I haven't seen that case for years. And then? I offloaded it for two bucks at a garage show. What are you giving it back to me for? And what happens next? They, they get forced upon them with the case. He Keep the case, keep the case. And then? And then I have it go, I'm happy with the, having the case back. Thank you very much, Can We Help Team. <laughs> Safe. Solved. This sounds fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? And then we solve our little riddles, words, phrases. So it's all small problems, riddles and cases. Exactly. It's not someone calling in going, I'm attempting to um, build a temporary government in East Timor. Can the panel offer any tips? <laughs> no. No, we don't do big ones like that. We just be there with all the blank faces going, oh, geez, it's a hard one. Has no, there been one that. that's just the stumper that you couldn't do? There's been, often we've found since we've gone away, we have problems like, uh, well, I haven't seen this person for 10 years, can you track them down? We, we track them down, the person goes, I don't want to be tracked down by that person. I don't like that person. <laughs> right. I don't want to be on television. Go away. A slightly bitter reunion. <laughs> yeah, get one of those. And um, we've gone to as a time capsule and at the ground at some school in Sydney. It's filmed in Perth, so we've got a crew to fly all the way to Sydney. Right. <laughs> They've got some metal detector out. Here it is. We've got a shadow. They dig it up. It's a tree root. You know, something a like time that. capsule. Did you have one at your school? Did you put in no, time? Oh, no. I put a Starsky and Hutch pencil case into our time capsule. Did you? Yeah. Good thinking, Tone. It was meant to be a copy of Time magazine or something. <laughs> I just thought, though, this will have more meaning in the future. I think it would. About 30 years from now, <laughs> someone's going to be going, who was David Soul, but... Now, at last, I can store pencils. Um, I get back. <laughs> Sorry. Can we help? Sorry, yeah. Um, it's, it's getting better. When's 6.30 Fridays. 6.30 Fridays. It's national. It's national. For a moment there, you had no idea when your own show was <laughs> no, on. No, not at all, because uh, I have been avoiding it. Do you think you'll be called by uh, the team of Channel 10? Um, we've got a massively expensive franchise that's just been tarnished by accusations of sexual assault. Can you help, Peter <laughs> Rosethorn? Well, we've put our team onto it, Tone, and this is what we've come up with. Everyone's Turkey talking. slapping. Turkey slapping. I'd never heard the phrase. What is it? It's, um, well, basically, um, last year on Big Brother, yes. uh, it was uh, tackled to the back of the head. Yep. Tackled to the back of the head, yeah, okay. And too offensive, show gets ripped off here. Now it's tackled oh, okay. to the front of the head. Oh, okay, Apparently okay, okay. dangling a bit of tackle. Oh, right, on someone's forehead. Whopping it on someone's forehead. That's a, that's a turkey slap, apparently, Peter Rosal. That is hilarious action. And I'm sure the entire nation was there. Oh, uh, proud. So they'll be proud. 6.30 last night to see what Gretel was going to say. You will be aware by now that John and Ashley have been removed from the house. 
Both boys have been fantastic housemates, but they broke a Big Brother house rule and therefore had to be removed. And John and Ashley will be speaking about the incident for the first time with me tonight at 9.40 on 10. Oh, they got a bit of sizzle out of it. Woo! It's a bit disturbing. It's tackled to the head. Gobble, gobble. There's been evictions, there's been police called in, but... Hey, tune in at 9.40 <laughs> for the exclusive interview. Got about, with the cuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> but then, by the end of the show... Gretel had changed her mind. It's been a hugely emotional day. We were hoping to be talking with John and Ashley tonight, but I've just been informed that to give them a comprehensive insight, we decided to delay that exclusive conversation. So I'll give you more details on tomorrow night's live nomination show at 7.30. Oh, so now it's, any, it's a, like going to be a two-hour special. It's going to be a Todd and Brandt-style <laughs> turkey-slapping special. <laughs> Diagrams and everything. <laughs> Horrible. Now, wouldn't you do a turkey slap? Do it, do it to a, your boyfriend, like the two guys doing it to each other? Uh, well, that's the thing. See, all I've heard, I'm, I've been tuning around Breakfast Radio this morning and I've just heard a series of really blokey guys right. coming on and saying, Oh, I mean, it's something the blokes do to each other and that's fine, right. but you don't want to get the ladies involved. That's just weird and disturbing. <laughs> so there was a lady involved with two of them. Oh, going, right, so that's between two blokes. That's normal, is it? <laughs> I know I'm not into sports, Peter, but am I just missing out on a whole colourful range of Australian behaviour? Sorry, Tony, I think you are. <laughs> and the Can We Help team. <laughs> the Can You Help team. Can you help? I've never been turkey slapped. Can you tee something up? We'll send Clive Robinson round now. What are the origins of turkey slapping? Where does it come from? But what I like is the show started and you're thinking, oh, surely it's going to be a turkey slapping festival. There's going to be confessions and there's going to be trouble. But no, the big incident wasn't turkey slapping. What was it? Someone stole the chair out of the diary room. Oh, no. Oh, that's illegal. <laughs> and so the, the housemates had to be punished. The brother is confiscating all beauty products for <laughs> further notice. This includes hair gel, hairspray, hair mousse, hair accessories, this means hair clips and headbands. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> How else? Yes, what? Could you strike fear into someone in Big Brother's house to take away the hair products and headbands? <laughs> well, Jamie would be devastated. Right. Obviously, you can still adorn your hair with somebody else's penis, but um, <laughs> keep the headbands away, That's all right? A desperation, clearly. <laughs> and then there was a second punishment. Big Brother is also confiscating all pillows. Oh, oh no. And were they kicking themselves that they got rid of the false breast mum? She would have come in very handy about now. <laughs> Give us one of those babies, will you? <laughs> yeah, I'll just take it off. There you go. <laughs> so, but anyhow, but then it was like a good, must have been 40 minutes into the hour when finally the turkey slapping was mentioned uh, when Camilla went into the, oh, the room of the chair. Camilla, <laughs> where the chair was. one matter Big Brother wants to discuss with you. Um, I do know what you're referring to. It was an incident that happened last night, and I think that it was um, something that happened just in fun, and I wasn't offended as such. While Big Brother reviews the situation, Camilla has rejoined her fellow housemates, who are talking about their cosmetics that were confiscated by Big Brother last night. Well, Camilla was saying, like, you get up and it's like, oh my God, where am I? Who am I? Don't know who I am anymore. Like, when you wear makeup and stuff every day, yeah. you'd find that your 
you'll be more aware of yourself. I reckon I'm hot. Absolutely Attractive. beautiful. Ah, <laughs> the show's back on course now. That's <laughs> much better. It's back to the main topic, which is whether I'm hot or not. <laughs> yeah. Is there any but other topic hot. in that house? Am I hot? Are yeah. you hot? Is that yours on my forehead? <laughs> What's my forehead hot? <laughs> What's on my forehead? Is there something there? What is it? Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> I don't know what that is on my forehead, but it's as welcome as... The yellow belly black snake in a barbecue! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Peter, I know it's a disturbing subject for you, but do you want to stick around and talk football with us? Stick around! I'll stick around! Like a yeah, no, 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 no. nervous network in damage control. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. It's Get This on Triple M, and there's no real reason to do it, but next up, we're crossing live to Germany. That's the clash with Rock the Casbah. Get This on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland, and Peter Rosethorn co-hosting. Thank you. Uh, did you get into that World Cup, Peter? What, what have you done to your microphone sock? That doesn't look <laughs> yeah. hygienic. It looks like it's been turkey slapped. <laughs> I'm going too close to it. Hey, um, have, did I watch it? Yeah, I did watch it, but I didn't really embrace it totally. I watched it. I hey. watched the Australian games. Did you watch the Togo games? No, Mr. Togo games. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the man who can tell you what's going on in Germany. I don't even know if the World Cup is still on, but we're crossing to Ed Cavalier. <laughs> Fist up. Fister. Fister. Yes, keeping alive the memory of Otto Fister. It's Ed Cavalier from Berlin. Are you there, Ed? Yes, yes. Hello, hello, Tony. Hello, Richard. Hello, Peter. Hello, Ed. Are you talking quietly again to so as not to wake wake up your porky style housemates? <laughs> One of my porky style housemates is currently sitting in the gutter, um, stealing wireless internet from some poor person who lives in Lichterfeld West, right. uh, while the others while the others sleep. So right. yeah, no, I'm only... no panty raids scheduled. <laughs> no, but last oh, yeah, no, we'll tell you this. Uh, last night or the morning, we went to like Berlin's best nightclub, apparently, and it was German kind of rap night. And what was this now, nightclub called? It was called Steinhaus. Steinhaus. <laughs> Steinhaus. Yeah. And when you and when you got there, yeah. Um, you can't. You know, you have to get frisked by a bouncer everywhere you go, like in Europe, right? But these guys were like kind of former Russian kickboxing types, but they all wore satin gloves. Uh-huh. And and you get frisked by this really like gruff man with these really soft satin gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did anyone get turkey slapped? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? We, we just can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's like bigger than yo-yos over here at the moment, Ed. I think I mean, they're trying to raise the standard of the local big brother to the one they've got over there in Germany where it's pretty much just on as soon as the gun goes off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you know, you told me off air about the turkey slapping mm. and to be honest, I didn't react because I've been watching kind of late-night German TV recently and the things that they can do in a game show, my word. Oh, you can get turkey slap <laughs> reading the news in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> What's the latest game show craze you've witnessed? Oh, okay, there's this 
one, not that I watch it, but there's this one uh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's the same. It's the same as Hot Dogs Up Late, Peter. And I mentioned it the other day, but the girl uh, to fill in time kind of you know rubs herself with oil. Yes. Anyway, they've got a, they've got this other version on, which is on tonight, which we've just been watching, whereby they've got six sort of girls lined up in bikinis, and there's a really hard question, and no one gets it right, and it's something you know something in German anyway. But if you, as a consolation. You pick one of the girls who are all holding a piece of fruit, and they kind of pull off their bikini top and staple to their, or like, like, you know, on their nipples is a sticker of how much money you've won. <laughs> Hang on, but where does the fruit come into it? What is the fruit doing? Because they don't know their name, so they have to say the apple girl. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a show here by the time you get back. Hot dogs up late. That's just what they should retitle Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dogs are up late. What's going on? Look, what else can we talk about, Ed? We've got no football news, have we? No, we do, we do. Yesterday we had the quarterfinals. Mm. Uh, so the French beat the Brazilians in a turn-up for the books. Boo! Uh, and the... Boo! I don't know who I'm booing. It just wasn't Australia, so I thought I'd boo. Time sounded great. And Ricardo, the, um, the brilliant Portuguese goalkeeper, yeah. saved pretty much all of England's mm. you know, penalty kicks to put Portugal through but they had this great footage on. I think we get like a global edition of CNN up here right. and obviously just no one checks it, like no one cares because they the guy comes on and he's like you know in the World Cup last night uh, the French have knocked out the, you know the French have knocked out the Brazilians here are the scenes and the celebrations in France and then there's a car burning Right, and kids throwing rocks through a store while a store, while like a store owner pleads for them to stop. Celebrate good times, come on! And over the top of it, the newsreader goes, "And look at the French, a, a, a fitting celebration for a job well done." <laughs> Fantastic! Hey, has there been any sightings of uh, goose? Oh, goose hitting? Yeah. No, no, I'm surprised you knew his name. No, he's. You know uh, how I know his name? You know how I know his name, Ed? How? Because the Sydney Morning Herald on their front yeah. page have declared him to be, wait for it, Hedinky Die. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's Hedinky Die. Oh, my goodness. See, that's the kind of stuff that I reckon is going to stop you from coming back to Australia, Ed Cavalier. Yeah, Hey, but Tony, you know, I've been looking around. You know, I'm good at getting prizes, but I'm, 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 I've really come into my own. I've been looking for gifts for, you yeah. know, my, for everybody. I'm just going to ignore the bit where you said you're good at getting prizes, but okay. <laughs> what sort of presents have I'm, you got? I went to a, a flea market today uh, in Berlin, right? And I've got, I've got a present for us, uh, which I might give away on air. We'll just see how we go. But all I can say is it involves a mirror and Don Johnson. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, gee. Right, I'm trying to think of anything legal we could say at this point. <laughs> His career has taken a turn for the worse, for old Donnie. It does sound hadinky die, though. <laughs> the pun department has outdone itself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tie, the meter is running out, I'm afraid, Ed. Yeah, no worries, no worries, guys. Uh, what do you got yeah, for us? Come on, tomorrow, what can you promise? I'm going, okay, I'm going, it's my last day in, in FB9 Berliner, um, so we're going to go shopping, I'm going shopping for presents, and then we're going to go out. Um, wow. Uh, wow. This, you know, and then, but then I'm flying to America, so Tony, I'm, I've just realised I'm going to be doing reports uh, if, in America on the 4th of July. How good is that? That is good, but did, like last week you said people were supposed to email you with challenges. For oh, yeah, yeah, what if they, has anyone come up with anything? No. I thought you were supposed to check. 
Oh, right, yeah, then I'll get to that. Okay, good. Yeah, oh, good. someone's got to get turkey slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ed. See you tomorrow. See ya. My life, my dream, nothing's going to stop. I'll tell Fister. And next up, Crime Watch. It's the Veronicas here at Get This on Triple M when it all falls apart. And uh, welcoming our new sponsor here at Get This, of course, the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. And Peter Rosethorn playing the panpipes this morning. <laughs> can we help? He can always help. Hey, let's have some Crime Watch action. Uh, do you recognise that theme, Peter? Freeze sucker! No, this is wrong. Freeze sucker? Did, <laughs> no, I just made that up. Did Ponch say that on chips? <laughs> I don't think he did. I think he just said, Oh no, some more cardboard boxes are falling off the back of a truck on the freeway! Oh, you know what I saw the other night was uh, Chips 99 was on on Sunday afternoon, Chips 99. What's that? It was, yeah. it was a telly movie. The oh. Chips guys come back to fight one more crime where they bust some sort of car thing. Oh. Like, yeah. Were the motorbikes really low to the ground so that <laughs> yeah. the mudguard was like causing spark? <laughs> yeah, they weren't looking good. Eric Estrada and the other guy. The other guy. Mm. That's how he just fills in his tax return. <laughs> it was yep. a little bit sort of uh, Mexican, wasn't it? Chips. Was there a bit of a oh, Latin well, American look to Chips? Well, it was Californians. Californian? So. Yeah. yeah. Close. <laughs> Clearly I've got the wrong program in my head. <laughs> On the right continent there, Peter. <laughs> but we're looking I'm not for about chips anymore. What about some crime? We've had I think we've had oh. enough talk of uh Turpy or Turpy slapping. Uh, turpy slapping. That's where Ian Turpy gets hit in the head with somebody's penis. Sorry. My mistake. We won't talk about that anymore. Get turpy for about thirty five seconds. Uh have you found any uh crime in the papers that doesn't involve genitalia? Yes, I have. I've found this crime. This is a good one. Yes. Similar thing happened to me. Very similar thing happened to me once. I'll talk about it after I've read that article. This has happened in Chicago. A Missouri woman has been arrested for breaking into a dog breeder's home and hitting and beating and hitting repeatedly over the head a person with, in hand, a dead chihuahua. Oh, give him a round. Oh, yeah. Okay. That deserves a round. That's chihuahua slapping. That's what that is. <laughs> That's not pleasant. And why would she do that? Well, she's had the puppy stay there for a while, the breeder's home, and right. died. Okay. And uh, she's bought, she's attacked him with the dead puppy. Oh, so there, it is related. It is related. Oh, I just thought it's it was somebody. It's a not a random attack. <laughs> it's almost like a criminal with a love of irony. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I had the same thing happen to me once with a snake. Really? And I whipped the person to death. <laughs> With my dead snake. <laughs> so she's attacked. So this is the dog that. So what's happened? Why is it dead? I don't think being hit with the dead chihuahua would hurt. <laughs> no, you'd need to go to a larger breed, a larger caliber. <laughs> you would think a suburban would hurt. <laughs> but a chihuahua? Because it's got the barrel around its neck. <laughs> yeah, ow! <laughs> really? Got me hurt. The barrel. But why was the you chihuahua dead? Should have tap on the nose. Uh, I don't know. The breeder hadn't killed it. Oh, no, the breeder, I think, breaking into a dog breeder's home and beating it over a pit of a woman who was upset because the puppy had died. Police owner could uh, face burglary and assault charges. I just don't understand why the breeder's copying it. I'm just happy that someone attacked another person with a chihuahua. Let's move on. <laughs> Somebody's going, hang on, they've bred a dog that eventually dies. I'm not having this. <laughs> God, that, that's a bizarre 
piece of crime. What That's about why the, I chose it, Tom. Uh, the Mistress of Disguise still on the loose. Why can't they catch her? Why disguise, can't they? Tom, she's in disguise. That's why. But there's photos of her in every single paper every single day. But Jody. she wears moustaches and beards and everything. <laughs> so if you see a woman in a Zapata moustache <laughs> with your credit cards, <laughs> call the police. Yes. Jody Harris, nay Harding, nay Kilroy, nay Pearson Harding. Tricky. So they've got her name. They've got a photo of her. She's actually calling up the cops, taunting them all the time, so daring them to catch her. They still can't catch her, the mistress of disguise. wonder why. wonder where she is now. What's she doing? Are you quite looking forward to being done over by the mistress of disguise? I mean, I have to admit, the, <laughs> the prospect is quite titillating. No, it is. <laughs> Say titillating again. Titillating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, can we say that in this time yeah. slot? Yeah. yeah. Good though. So just, just the idea that she, hang on, is that my credit cards? Is that, <laughs> is that the mistress reaching into the back pocket? Ooh, ooh, was that it? Oh no, just some pimp. Where is she hiding ooh. out? How can that happen? How can she still be on the loose? Well, the police are after her. They'll get her. Mm, okay. What about this? How's this for a bit of crime? Solved. And <laughs> Solved. <laughs> we'll deal with the big ones here. <laughs> yeah, is this is how can it works. On yeah, it can we help? Yeah, we did that one. A newlywed seventy-year-old. That's yeah. right. A newlywed seventy-year-old has been arrested for having sex with his bride, fifty-nine, while driving away from their wedding reception. Police in Italy found the driver partly naked with his bride on his lap. Ooh. But he's seventy. He's obviously <laughs> thinking, oh, oh, you know, something might happen. I better get to this business quickly. Oh dear! I've got time to get to flag ins. Just <laughs> oh. gonna get started now. I've got one quick, <laughs> quick. Hop on! Can you change gears for me? <laughs> the left hand indicator was on the whole way. Very hot and heavy. Did you say I've got one? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Look, this is what we're looking for: crime. <laughs> Stupid crime. Maybe you've read about it. Maybe oh. it's happened to you. Maybe you've been a victim of the Mistress O disguise. Hang on. Richard Marsden's got one. Oh, I do have one, but I didn't want to take it back into turkey slab territory. Duh, why not? It's why not? It's been all... Come on. It's, been slab, but, um, it's a former US judge who's been convicted of exposing himself by using a sexual device while presiding <laughs> over court cases. Uh, <laughs> the investigation into Thompson's actions began after a police officer saw a penis pump in the courtroom. Uh, Thompson's former court reporter, Lisa Foster, testified that she traced an unfamiliar shh-shh noise <laughs> in the courtroom to her boss, wherein it was revealed that he had a penis pump underneath the uh, judicial robes. <laughs> that judge will be this week's intruder on Big Brother. That's great. I, well, I, hope, I hope he's banging the gavel. I'm always very shy to use my pump out in public. I'm going to bring it in next time. So if people are watching Can We Help and they just do... <laughs> So it's straight through to, obviously, you know, he could just move around the other side of the bench, have another judge come in. Yeah. He's saving time, at least. How many PSI for a judge penis <laughs> they are required when you're pumping one of those up? I find the defendant. <laughs> okay. Calling a recess. We need to get people to call in and clean this show up. Crime, it's happened to you, it's happened to someone you know, you've read about it. Anything else? But, you can think of that fits under the aegis or umbrella of stupid crime. One triple three five three. That's you two here again. This where Triple M's uh, own Ed Cavalli is in Germany. Mm. Richard Marsland sitting in his chair pushing yes. buttons, and Peter Roselawn is helping us with stupid crime. Ready to meet the victims, Peter? Please bring them on, Tony. Who have we got, Richard? Uh, let's say hello to Kim. Hi, Kim. Are you there? Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. You've got a stupid crime for us. 
Well, a few years ago, there was a group of teenage boys that were caught trying to steal a luxury yacht up in North Queensland. Yes. Um, they were planning on going a cruise. I can't remember where they said they were planning on going to, but when the police had taken them away and they'd gone onto the yacht to see what they'd actually loaded on, Mm. There was 30 tins of baked beans and three bulk packs of condoms. No water, no nothing else but the baked beans and the condoms. Yeah, <laughs> Now, when you are girls involved in the criminal? Um, I, can't, I don't remember whether there was or not, but they were planning a, a, a big trip, apparently. They go to that island where all those naked women run around. It's got to be there somewhere. And we'll need something to attract the ladies with. 30 tins of baked beans. <laughs> Hungry ladies! <laughs> Unless they were just planning to... Have sex with the baked beans. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. So I've lowered the tone. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you calling us from, Kim? Brisbane. Oh, how's Beautiful. the water situation? Uh, it's a bit dry at the moment. I saw people on the news uh, having some kind of rain dance. I think that might have been Mayor Ed Harris himself. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, how's, <laughs> how is the mayor these days? The mayor of Brisbane? Yeah. That's not Ed Harris. It is Ed Harris. Haven't you seen a photo of him? Ted Harris from Apollo 13. Yeah. He's the mayor of Brisbane. Oh, it looks like him. <laughs> no, it's actually him. I think he, because of Actors Equity, he has to use a different name in order to be the mayor. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're on, I'd like some. <laughs> Baked beans and condoms, madam. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kim. We've got some stupid crime from elsewhere. I think Chris is with us. Chris? Oh, we've lost Chris. Oh. How you going, guys? Where are you calling from, Chris? Uh, Brisbane. Oh, and I understand this, you've got a water-related crime for us. Oh, that's it, mate. What is it? Oh, my neighbour's been willingly using his hose all weekend without considering the water restrictions. What's, oh. the, uh, what's the level of water restriction there, Chris? What's the level? The level? Yep. Level three, mate. Let out of here! What is level three? Um, no hoses at all. Mm. And, yeah, he's just washing his car and hosing his lawn and hosing down the front of his house all weekend, so... Have you called the cops? Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully the water police will come around and sort him out. Yep. Oh, water police? Yeah, they've got, got people going around now checking whether people are using their hoses or not. Do they wear water pistols? Freeze! <laughs> I hope <laughs> I'll sort them out. Freeze or you're wet meat. <laughs> wow, and so what, do you, what happens next? What's level two? Oh, it goes up, mate. It goes up next one up is level four. Yeah. Oh, sorry, level four. And what happens in level four? Is that drinking your own urine? When does it become... <laughs> I hope not, jeez, I'll be moving moving states. <laughs> have you said anything to him, Chris? Have you said anything? Have you approached him? No, nah, mate, I was looking at my window yesterday at him and, yeah, he just sort of gave me the weird eye and just kept carrying on with what he was doing. Peeking out your curtains like an old lady, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. While he's giving you the weird eye. Yeah. I, I think he knew he was doing the wrong thing. I, I wouldn't talk to him. If he only had one eye, I wouldn't speak to him. It would be quite violent. <laughs> Well, it's, gee, it's all water-related crime. The one-eyed watering man. They need the water rats. Colin Friels needs to go to Brisbane and sort out the crime situation. Jay Lagaya. Have we got Josh on the line? Are you there, Josh? No, we lost Josh. We, oh. lost him. we do have Jay. Hello, Jay. How you doing? Where are you calling from? I'm in Brisbane, too. It's Brisbane madness! There's nothing to drink, so we've just got to call the idiots on the radio. What's your crime? Uh, when I was in Toowoomba there a while back, though, I was reading reading the paper, and it was titled Thoughtful Thieves. Uh, the story went on, the lady came home and her washing was out on the line and the thieves had actually gone into a laundry and took a washing out of the machine, put it on the clothesline for her and then took the washing machine with them. Oh. <laughs> but I hope they separated the whites and coloureds. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Wow. 
That is, that's nice. Have you ever been the victim of thoughtful crime, Peter? Mm, no, no, not thoughtful crime. Right. Yeah, I've been, um, I had my, watched my car get stolen. You watched your car yeah, get stolen? I saw it driving off. <laughs> that's always disappointing. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Oh, well. I won't get that back. Did you rip your shirt off doing ET? <laughs> no. <laughs> spontaneously? I'll do one of my funny kicks. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Jay. I think we've had a, a fine selection of stupid crimes, but I am, I am getting the wind-up signal from the man who does the next program. Oh, dear. Or in yeah. some states, the woman who does the next program. <laughs> uh, so hit that music if you're good, Mr. Mars. Thank you for coming in, Peter. When does this fine new show of yours begin? 6.30 Friday. It's already started, so it's up to episode five. I knew that. On the ABC, thanks for calling everybody who tuned in, and I think our key phrase, I think you know what it was. (laughs) And we'll be back tomorrow with Cal Wilson. And it's all thanks to the award-winning, that's award-winning, Mercedes-Benz Vito.